0: Hey there, freaks, geeks, and everyone in between! Welcome to another episode of Wake and Jake. I'm here with my buddy Bill from Nooner Nation. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man.
1: What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me on, Jake. I'm uh, Bill Schofield. I host the Nooner Nation podcast, uh, the podcast for Nooners by Nooners. Um, kind of revolves around um, the fan base of the Ross Patterson Revolution podcast, and like kind of also like the Drinking Bros community. In proxy of that so it's kind of weird it's a it's a podcast by fans of a podcast i guess Conception.
0: yeah yeah there you go yeah what there really you know. inspired you to get that going how long has it taken you to get that up too
1: um so we i just wrapped episode 12 uh thursday night um kind of what gave me the inspiration behind it was uh the the host and owner of drinking bros as well as ross patterson revolution like i guess the namesake for that podcast um ross patterson invited me to go to the field of dreams game uh in iowa i live in iowa i'm based out of des moines um he was coming up he said hey man like i know you're a fan of the show i've met him a couple times he said hey like come on out i got a ticket for you so went and, went and did that with him got there super early it was about a three-hour drive from where I'm at. So I was up at four in the morning to drive out there to meet him, uh, to do some interviews and kind of help, help out, uh, to do some production stuff for him out there. And then, uh, you know, we went and had drinks, we're, you know, doing all the stuff. Uh, and then at about 10 o'clock that night, I think it was maybe the sixth or seventh inning of the baseball game. My, my wife called me and both my kids were sick. She's sick. Uh, so I had to I had to hightail it home. I'd planned on staying out there that night, but uh, so obviously, um, tired, less than sober, driving home. Uh, and Iowa highways aren't exactly the most fascinating things to drive on. So I started getting really tired. I reached out to people uh, like in the nooner community um, to like, hey, I'm driving, I'm tired. Can somebody call me? I ended up having. A bunch of like really awesome conversations on a three-hour drive, and the next morning I kind of woke up and was talking about. I was like, you know, I kind of wish I'd recorded some of those because there's not only were they fun and funny, um, but there's some really interesting people that I talked to, and there's some really interesting people within like the drinking bros and Nooner community. And I thought, like, hey, like, why not get some of them on air to talk about themselves? You know, so that's kind of where it started, and it's been a blast. Like I said, I do uh once a week, Thursday nights live on YouTube. Um, and I just finished the 12th show. I actually had a guy, uh a guy, Trevor, uh, Travis Hall from Second Chance Canines came on and talked about um he has a nonprofit. He started, he's a, a degree former Green Beret who has like 18 combat deployments, which was insane to hear. But uh now his kind of passion is a. Uh, rescuing malinois and training them to uh and then not only training them but just donating them for no fees at all to uh special forces veterans that need service dogs so it was a great interview uh definitely you know go check it out for sure because the guy's he's fascinating he's an incredible guy and his cause is incredible
0: you know i I watched a little bit of that one before iconoblast started I was just sitting there just in awe of that guy's stories and like how he came into who he became and all the dogs he's worked with and just how it is to work with dogs. Cause that's something that you don't really hear a side of. You don't really hear canine officers talking about it. You don't really hear like TSA agents that handle dogs talking about it. So it's really nice to get that perspective from someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, like I said, he was a really cool guy. Um, and super passionate, you know, um, about it and like i said i mean the, the the greatest thing about it is i mean he's doing all of this uh he started a nonprofit and it's not i mean he he gets into kind of a lot of the costs about training these dogs and i mean just feeding them he said one dog is at a minimum 10 to 20 dollars a day just for food per day and he's got 18 dogs he's training at one point in time and then he uh he donates it you know he doesn't ask for any kind of um, payment when he donates these these service dogs to veterans which is i mean just incredible so for sure you know definitely go check him out uh, second chance canines um, i subscribe to his patreon you know he's got a patreon that's just if you want to donate it's like five bucks a month you know so and it, it goes a long way for for a guy who's actually you know doing what he says um, a lot of these uh nonprofits and charities, these days especially around veteran stuff seem to be yeah there's a little a, suspect you there's know? a
0: big one the whole drinking bros community is kind of against and that's wwp yep oh yeah yeah um i've
1: heard of a couple other bigger ones um that i, I won't name but have done some shady shit in the past so but i mean this guy he's legit he's doing it on his own he's he's got a full-time job outside of this and just uh his passion is uh, working with these dogs and helping veterans. So for sure, go check it out.
0: Yeah, no guys, if, if, if you love animals and I know a lot of people that listen to the show do um, a lot of you guys too, that I know, listen, cause I know who you guys are <laughs> personally. Um, I know you, a lot of you guys come from military families and that's one thing that I know you guys talk about a lot is your family members that have benefited from service animals. So go check this guy out. Cause he's trying to do the work of that. And like, Bill has said he's doing it completely freeze, which is absolutely impressive.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And again, like I think he said the the whole training course of a dog from adoption. And he's not even like these aren't even that's another thing. I mean, he's not even um he's not even getting like puppies, like purebred puppies or anything from a from a breeder. He's rescuing these dogs. And uh again, he goes into, I mean, a lot of people, I don't know, um, you know how familiar anybody is with a Belgian Malinois, but I mean they are uh incredibly energetic. I mean they're incredible dogs, and they're super badass. But I think some people get them because they think they're badass, but don't realize the amount of time and effort it takes to keep this dog uh at a, at a level it needs to be to live with it. And then so people are like, man, this fucking dog's crazy, right? Like, so I mean he goes into that a lot, and yeah, it's awesome. But I mean just outside of that, he says. Uh, from beginning to end i mean it can be anywhere between 20 to forty thousand dollars to train one of these dogs you know and he's doing it all all off of donations so and great. off
0: of his own pocket too from what yep. i've heard
1: oh yeah oh yeah but enough about that <laughs> yeah, man we on your show so yeah i know what's going on dude
0: oh no just just hanging out getting back off my hiatus did a bonus show last night with wyatt i'm um, hmm. gonna be starting a new show with him we're just trying to come up with a name for that one. Oh, dope yeah so, dope. yeah
1: it's podcasting i mean like i said i jumped into it and it's i love it dude it's oh it's, it's so a blast! Fun. it's almost like a therapy for me just to get be <laughs> able to get on once a week and just talk to people about whatever you know
0: yeah no and even like how it was my, the format of my show before i went on yours and t- with you and boston joe i was just doing audio shows completely by myself and then that's when i started doing the whole zoom thing and Mm -hmm. really overhauled everything and it's been getting such a better reception ever since
1: oh yeah yeah um i mean obviously i'm like i've been listening to podcasts for a very long time and it it was audio you know only for a very long time and then it seemed like um when some of the big guys started jumping to video it seems like you know video is almost because i i even had the same idea like uh, maybe i'll just do audio because i was really kind of scared of you know, the, the big guys that do video shows, you know, like Joe Rogan and drinking bros and like your mom's house, all those people that do video. I mean, they're, you're talking incredibly high production budgets for a podcast. So I was kind of a little intimidated. And then finally I was like, you know what? Like I've got a webcam. It's okay. Like I'll, I'll do video. And if people don't like the video, that's fine. They can listen to the audio, but it seems like a, video is definitely um i wouldn't say a requirement for a podcast but it's not but it's definitely uh any kind of video source having that visual stimulus when people are listening uh seems to help out a
0: lot yeah no i've been even talking with a few sponsorship like or possible sponsorships and they're like how many video episodes do you have versus how many episodes do you have and i was like oh i have like four video episodes but i have like nine episodes and they're like yeah no you need a yeah, you need to have yeah, more think... video episodes because people want to see more video stuff, and that's what like I guess pushes sponsorship better. Oh
1: yeah, well, especially like if you're going to sponsor like a product, you know, definitely want to get that product out in front, like visually in front of people. You know, you can t- uh, you can sit there on an audio show and talk about how cool a design is on a pair of underwear or something that's sponsoring you, but if they can't see it, you know, it's a little less interesting.
0: Yeah, no. So, um, you you told me a story. When, when we first kind of interacted about the first Super Bowl party you went to that kind of got you in with the Drinking Bros, you want to tell me, tell my listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, I heard yeah, it's a so, really good story. Oh, it was a <laughs> blast,
1: man. But, uh, so, um, again, like a Drinking Bros podcast has been around since I think 2015, originally started by, um, kind of the guys that created Black Rifle Coffee, if anybody's familiar with them, um, since. I mean, they've kind of gone, I don't want to say they've gone separate ways because that makes it sound a little um, more dramatic. Than yeah, it is. No, they it's just became uh, kind of their
0: own separate
1: Yeah, Black, Black Rifle Coffee, if you don't know it, like it exploded. I mean, it's huge. The veteran-owned company um, and they're getting ready to go public. Three guys each put like $10,000 into a company six years ago and now they're getting ready to go public at almost $3 billion valuation or something like that. Incredible story. Anyways, um, So, yeah, Drinking Bros podcast. I've been a listener for since they started, really. I mean, I think I picked them up on, like, episode five or something. Um, They're based out of Austin now, and they're doing a huge Super Bowl party. Uh, I had actually – they were originally based out of Wilmington, and I had had a ticket, a flight booked to Wilmington, like, for, like, the December before this past Super Bowl, and then they're like, oh, we're moving. I'm like, well, fuck. (laughs) Luckily – Luckily, it was through Southwest, and they uh, have pretty good customer service. So I was able to switch it to a flight for Austin for Super Bowl weekend, which actually coincided with my birthday weekend. So I uh, went down there, and uh, I mean, from, from beginning to end, it was a trip. Um, you know, I you can't drink on planes now. So the whole, <laughs> oh,
0: it's miserable.
1: Oh, it sucks, man, like especially for somebody who's like, I don't really, I'm not scared of flying, but I definitely get a little bit of anxiety about it. So, you know, I got, I got pretty ripped in the air or the airport bar before the first flight. And then, uh, I had a layover in I had like a four hour layover in Minneapolis where I proceeded to like almost blackout. You know, (laughs) I was in the Brown, as they say on always sunny, you know? And, uh, I thought I actually thought I had missed my flight, and I uh, I walk i I was I was pretty close to being shy boat. You know, I was able to walk <laughs> and speak, and uh, I get up to the gate, and I'm like, "Shit, did I miss the flight?" And the guy's like, "Let me see your ticket." He's like, "Yeah, man, you missed it like an hour ago." And I'm like, "No shit." He's like, "No, nah, man, like just get on the plane and get some coffee." <laughs> like you <was> just fucking <laughs> knew I was drunk. Um, so I get there. And uh get to the, the Austin airport, uh call an Uber, which was bizarre. Uh have you you've been down there before? Yeah, no, you...
0: I I did the whole just walk to the regular taxis and take a taxi to my hotel thing.
1: Yeah, I wish I had known that because to get an Uber at the Austin Airport, like you have to go to like one specific spot on one specific floor of like one specific parking ramp
0: yeah no you have to like walk to parking spots right
1: i mean it was crazy i was running around like i was running around like a crazy person trying to find it like the uber driver's like i'm about to leave i'm about to leave i was like i don't know where you're at man. like i'm trying to get there finally get in the guy has like painters place a minivan a gold like (laughs) 97 caravan right get in the guy's got painters plastic stapled like a bulkhead behind his driver's like and i'm talking like actual stapled with a staple gun this was um
0: 2020 or 2021 this
1: would have been this past super bowl so this is okay. february of this year yeah and uh so I'm like well this is crazy but whatever covid got people yeah. doing crazy things um and then i'm i'm in like the bucket seats of this passenger van trying to reach back and grab the uh the seatbelt and I can't get it. And I'm kind of struggling to get back there and get it. And he like in very broken English, he's like, Oh no, no, no. Don't worry about the seatbelt. You don't need the (laughs) seatbelt. And I'm kind of like, well, I mean, uh, this is Uber. Uh, I think I probably would like to have my seatbelt. And before I can even get my seatbelt on, he just takes off. I mean like squealing tires out of the air in this fucking minivan. As I'm scrambling to get the goddamn seatbelt. So finally I get the seatbelt on, I'm, you know, hanging out in this Uber. I think it was supposed to be like a 10 minute ride to the studio or something.
0: Yeah, no, they're really close to the airport.
1: Yeah. So uh, like I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of people at the studio because I've never been to the studio before. You know, just to make sure I'm going to the right place, make sure people are there. And I realized he's playing... uh the uber driver on the radio it's goodbye horses by q lazarus <laughs> um anybody who's not familiar with that that's the song from silence of the lambs when the dude's like tucking his wiener back and talking <laughs> dirty to himself in the mirror um so i was like i mean okay that's kind of bizarre uh but in reality i kind of do actually like that song so I was like whatever you know maybe just came on the radio back on my phone you know i'm coming down off a At this point, I've gone from being, like, browned out to fairly buzzed. You know, I've got some coffee in me. I ate some stuff at the airport. Yeah, it's been a
0: couple hours.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm texting people. Like, I'm texting my wife, let her know that, you know, I made it safe. Trying to figure out what the plans are. You know, find out where my Airbnb's at. And so, I mean, it's probably been another six or seven minutes. And I realized Goodbye Horses is still playing. And that he has Goodbye Horses on repeat. So at this point, I've got, I actually think it might've been a Lyft actually that I was in, not an Uber because Lyft has the, like the dead man switch button. I don't know if you've ever been in a Lyft and seen no, that I've feature always,
0: before. I've never only been in an Uber. So.
1: Yeah. So the Lyft app has, and I'm sure Uber probably got it by now, but in the app, if you're in a ride, you can, there's a button. And if you hit the button, it calls 911 and starts tracking your phone. So like I'm like well this guy he got goodbye horses on repeat he doesn't speak a lot of English he's got painters plastic like lining his van like I don't know if this is like a dexter like you know some Somali dexter situation or maybe he just likes the song don't know not gonna risk it so I'm like holding this thing it turns out everything was fine I got to the studio and uh, yeah that's and it just got kept getting crazier and crazier you know it's a uh, I show up and there's the only people there at the time were at the studio were Giorgio Coop and Joel. And it was like, I think Coop Mm -hmm. and Joel had only been in Austin for like three days or something. Yeah. No,
0: they told me the story is like their third day there. They met Alex Jones or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Imagine that third day on the job. Here comes this guy. Like, were you there for Alex Jones? I was not. No, I was there. um, While I was there, I sat in on an interview with Kevin Sorbo and an interview with Rob O'Neill. So oh shit. Yeah. But I mean it was fun. Uh, the studio, I mean, Ross showed up pretty soon afterwards and it was incredibly welcoming. like um, I mean, did you were you did you meet Ross while you were there? Yeah,
0: no. Um when I got there, I it was like at it I landed at like noon and they were recording RPR cuz i think they had missed it cuz i forget what they were doing that week. I think it might have been the week after the Field of Dreams or some shit. Oh, right, right, yeah. But they came back late. It was right after all the southwest bullshit was right as it started when they started canceling flights and delaying flights. Oh. So like the first yeah. week of October?
1: Okay, yeah.
0: So they were filming it on a Friday, so i got to see like sit on a little bit of that. And then I was sitting in with Giorgio and Dan talking to them and I gave Giorgio chocolate and all that. Oh yeah. I remember
1: that. So wasn't somebody like getting ready to eat the chocolate and you're like, somebody's like, no, 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 no. Like this is not the chocolate you want. Tim Kennedy almost ate it. Tim Kennedy almost ate it. So you, you met Kim, Tim Kennedy and you almost yeah. dosed him with some, with some edibles, huh?
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, wait, was that, that has weed in it. And he was like, Oh, all right. What, all, right
1: all right. What was, what's Tim Kennedy like in person? Um, Intimidating Yeah real. Intimidating. I can see that I can see that Um. So anyway I mean Super Bowl Like I said I mean I can go on I can give you it be an hour long story About the Super Bowl But anyways you get there Everybody's super welcoming The Drinking Bros Not only the The people directly involved With Drinking Bros As a company and a podcast But the whole community All super welcoming Super awesome people um, Pallets of beer I mean, when Ross like, oh, grab a drink. I mean, there's just there was like stacks of the McConaughey's <laughs> beer from like their local place, which was awesome. I ended up like grabbing some, like to take back to my Airbnb later that night. And then uh it also happened to be Dan Holloway's 40th birthday. So after the super after, I mean, fuck, a six hour Super Bowl live show slash party. Uh, yeah, a bunch said- of us.
0: There's a bunch of fun stuff, party favors. Yeah, we went kitchen. downtown
1: for Dan's birthday, and uh, somebody had <coughs> – sorry, getting over sinus infection. No, um, you're good, man. Uh, Somebody invited, like, some player for the professional rugby team out of Austin. So, we all went downtown. Uh, me and Dan Holloway went – rode with him, this rugby player, in his, like, self-driving Tesla, which was pretty dope. But then we get downtown, and again, this was this past February, so February of 2021. And there was still like, whatever, like you had to have a mask to get in. But then once you're in, you can take the mask off.
0: Yeah, that's how it was when I was there too.
1: <laughs> and uh, totally like spaced and forgot to bring a mask. But this guy, this Tesla was like, oh, I've got some paper ones in my glove box. Like just grab one. But he's still like, we're curbside out front of this bar. And he's still sitting in the car. I'm like, oh, cool. Just grab one and hand it to me. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, Just get in. Just get in and grab one. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I'm already like on the sidewalk. Like, just grab one. Give it to me. He's like, I think, you know, like, get in and get one of these masks. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Just give me a mask. He's like, I think you want to get in the car and get a mask. And then finally, like, Dan Holloway stepped in he's like dude stop being fucking weird just give the dude a mask and finally the guy's like okay fine here so i don't know what he was up to
0: he was gonna kidnap you in that self-driving maybe pencil.
1: i don't know don't know i think he maybe wanted to put a finger inside me or something don't know hey he knew you'd been drinking that night so <clears throat> i've been drinking a lot a lot at that point and then we even went out and i think i got we went out like i mean the super bowl ended you know, we cleaned up the studio a little bit and then went out, but I got back to my Airbnb at like four or five o'clock that morning, the next, you know, Monday. So it was a long night, but it was fun. You know, it was a blast, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think people
0: realize when, like if, if you're a fan of drinking bros, when you see all those little fridges in the background behind them, those are actually filled with alcohol, believe it or not.
1: Like, oh yeah. And that's, that's a minimal amount. Like they have a little, uh, yeah. Again, if you're familiar with them, if you've ever watched the video, the producer's booth directly behind them is a, uh, like a kitchen. I mean, it's just full of, I mean, at least the Super Bowl party.
0: Yeah. No, if Instead, you saw...
1: just stacks of beer, handles of every alcohol. And uh, I think somebody had ordered a bunch of Terry Black's barbecue. There was um, Ziploc bags. Full of things that aren't legal in Texas,
0: <laughs>
1: um, and maybe even some purple shit you mix up
0: in Sprite. So, <laughs> you know, that was a good time for sure. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, no, like I don't know if you got you've seen it, but the video of me doing the soy back with Joel and Coop. If if you guys have seen that video, that's what their back actually looks like, and it's a little kitchenette area just filled with alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah, bottles upon bottles.
1: Yep. Yeah. They get down, man. And, uh, again, they're very open people. So if you're a fan, um, and ever in Austin for sure, go hit them up. They love having people in town. So I've actually got, um, you know, we're the, my guest that I was talking about, Travis, uh, I was able to hook him up. You know, I gave, I gave his information to Ross and Dan and I think he's going to be on drinking bros at some nice. points, which will be, that'll be huge for him. So. Yeah.
0: That's a big community to get his name out into. Well, of course, you're getting his name out there, too, because everyone who knows and Bros knows Bill Schofield.
1: Yeah, I got uh, back over the summer, or actually, I guess it was, yeah, it was a couple months ago. I got recognized by somebody in the grocery store, and it's really fucking weird. <laughs> um, the guy who came in, like, I was at my just, like, local kind of, I got a really small grocery store just down the street from my house, and I was in there grabbing I think I was, you know, I was probably grabbing vodka or something. But, uh, and uh, a guy was in line in front of me wearing a bunch of uh, Black Rifle coffee shit. And I was like, oh, you're a fan of Black Rifle? And he's like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, those guys are awesome. I've met a couple of you know the people from Black Rifle. He's like, oh, yeah, those guys are all like, I know a couple of those people. And uh, I think I was wearing this hat. And he's like, oh, you're a Drinking Bros guy. I was like, yeah, yeah. I actually know like, the Drinking Bros guys real well um he's like oh yeah i was like yeah like i did field of dreams with ross i just went to nashville with them and he kind of like gives me this kind of like cock cock eyed look he's like are you a uh, bill from iowa and I was like, <laughs> yeah yeah i think so he's like oh shit when you did blippy for drinking bro of the week i was rolling <laughs> laughing like with all the guys in my <laughs> national guard unit i was like oh like yeah man he's like can i get a selfie with you i was like um Coming up I in guess. this world, man. Coming sure. up in this world. Sure. Uh, but then, so yeah, like you know, he, he we dap. He he takes a picture. We dap up. You know, he he walks off, and uh, I get up to the register, and the lady behind the register is like looking at me all weird. She's like, "Uh, are you famous or something?" <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not.
0: I'm not famous. Uh, I only play a famous person.
1: Yeah, I'm not famous. I just happen to know people that know people. I guess I don't know. But no, it was, it was a, it was a, it was weird for sure. I mean, it's cool, I guess, but whatever, you know.
0: I yeah, know. It's always crazy when like they just start randomly thanking people. Like, I don't know if you listen to Cono Blas, but Coop and Joel will thank mm-hmm. people sometimes and they'll mention yeah. me like, oh wait, yeah, fuck. I exist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just a meaningless fan. Like, yeah. A lot of podcasts. It's really cool. That's what I love about Drinking Bros.
1: Oh Yeah. Um, you know, again, we can, I could sit there and, you know, suck, hypothetically suck their dicks all night long because they've, especially this year, they've, the, the, you know, Dan and Ross have done a lot for me. Um, You know, obviously just having me down for the Super Bowl show. Um I do like a kind of a side business. I do like screen printing for shirts. Ross has always been cool with me doing like some stuff for the Nooner community. Yeah, no,
0: didn't you do the gold? Yeah.
1: The, the stonk boy summer shirts. Yeah. 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 Uh, my wife I think got more, more attention from those shirts than I did, but it's cool. she's the one who modeled for it. Uh, but yeah, that, and then like Ross taking me to field of dreams, you know, like once in a lifetime, I knew people that were in, I knew people in Iowa that were going to spend insane Amounts of money to go to that that game. And he t- I just got in. Like Ross, like I got a ticket for you, man. Come on. Uh I I hung out with them in Nashville for uh Kid Rock's golf tournament. Kid Rock and Rob O'Neill. So I mean, just doing that, I got to meet um, well, Rob O'Neill, obviously. Um, Ray Cash Care, if anybody's familiar with him, uh, Kid Rock. I spoke to Kid Rock, uh Ron White, the comedian Ron White. <laughs>
0: That that Uh, one I'm jealous of because
1: yeah. So that dude I will say is every bit of like what you see of him (laughs) is that is him. Like he's a rad dude. You know, sometimes I've met some people before that I've never. I don't think I've ever met somebody that was like completely opposite of their public persona. But I've met some people before. Like oh, like obviously like. He, he, he kind of plays it up a bit in public as opposed to private. But uh, no, Ron White's awesome. Um, I met Chris from NSYNC, the boy band NSYNC. Oh, fun. And, and that dude, I will say, might be one of the coolest and most funny people on the planet like he's super self-aware of what he is, right? Like he's that guy
0: He's like In- I'm,
1: from Insync.
0: I'm Chris from fucking Insync. Who the fuck NSYNC. are you?
1: Yeah. But he, I didn't know this. He like Insync was his creation. Really? But anybody who doesn't know, like I'm a nineties kid. So I know NSYNC. Um, he was the one who had like the fucking weird ass, like frosted dreadlocky things hair, you know?
0: Oh, the sideshow Bob hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was his creation. that created NSYNC. And, uh, but man, he was he was hilarious. Um, I ended up having doing a bunch of shots and having like an hour long conversation with Johnny Damon, like the baseball player. Um, had no, I same as you. I was like, I don't know who this fucking dude is. He's like looks fucking. He's huge. He looked like Call Drago from Game of Thrones. You know, like massive Momoa looking dude. And uh, I just walk up to the bar and he's like, Hey man, you want to do a shot? And I was like, uh, Sure. So we ended up doing a bunch of shots and <laughs> talking and I was like, Hey, like, what do you do? Like, why? Like, you know, obviously he's, I knew he's somebody cause like I was probably the most unimportant person at this golf tournament dinner. Yeah. No, it's and, one uh, of those things.
0: Everyone there is someone. So yeah.
1: Talking. He's like, uh, he kind of like looked a little puzzled. He's like, well, I'm Johnny Damon. And I was like, yeah, like I know your name. You told me you introduced yourself, but like, what do you do? He's like, Oh, I played baseball. And everybody around me is kind of looking at like Delco Dan is like <laughs> terrified at me. He's like, "What are you doing right now, man?" Like, I don't know. And then so finally, like, yeah, I guess Johnny Damon is a uh, like going to be in the Hall of Fame and has oh, a couple <laughs> has, has a couple rings with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And I'm not even a I'm not even a baseball fan and know that if you have either one of those teams attached to your name, uh, you're probably a pretty big deal. You know, so, but it was fun. I'm actually kind of glad I didn't know who he was because I think our conversation probably would have been a little different, but it was fun. And then, uh, and then also outside of that, uh, drinking bros, Dan Ross, they, uh, they bought me and my wife tickets to go see the, the Buffalo bills play the chiefs in Kansas city for our anniversary. So like I said, I mean, and that was a blast, um, Ross couldn't make it, which was unfortunate. That was, uh, I think that was the southwest shit going on. That was probably the same weekend you were there then.
0: Um, yeah, yeah no, um, I went, I was there like the week before Craig's wedding, like, mm-hmm. o- October 7th. That would have been it, yeah. or the uh, October 1st. I was there, is when yeah, because the
1: next, the next, uh, that was the Sunday night game, and then the next, that following Saturday was Craig's wedding, so yeah. Um, but yeah. Was awesome we were uh we were the first row behind one of the uprights yeah because uh, it was
0: supposed to be jack mandeville ross yeah. dan and you guys huh
1: yeah so ross called me that morning and was like hey man like we're not getting out of here um all the flights are canceled he's like you're like you and your wife are gonna have my seats me and jack seats uh all i ask is that i had to go i walked uh we were in downtown kansas city i walked into like a cvs and bought some big bright ass orange poster board and markers, and I had to make a sign that said "Let's go Brandon." And every time somebody, every time they were kicking to our side, I had to hold up the sign that said "Let's go Brandon." So if you were watching that game and saw some uh, some super tall skinny white kid holding up an orange sign that said "Let's go Brandon" and then Drinking Bros podcast on the bottom, I'm pretty sure
0: you, you did make national coverage with that.
1: Yes, I did. It was a Sunday night game, ma'am. What should have what should have been probably was hyped up to probably be the best regular season game of the year, but yeah, uh, Kansas choked, City, right? Kansas City, man, like they are they they started slow, they're starting to pick up some speed, but man, they just looked, they looked like they didn't even. This has been a really for weird
0: game. fucking season.
1: It is. I think um, I want to say that it's because there's. Some finally some decent parody in the NFL, but I don't know if that's it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think also, I think, uh, I say this all the time. I think anybody that's probably my age or around my age grew up in a time in the NFL where you have like these insane quarterbacks, right? We've had the Mannings, yeah, uh, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Um even now, like yeah.
0: one thing me and one of my coworkers were talking about the other day is football isn't really what it used to be. Quarterbacks aren't quarterbacks anymore. They're all running backs.
1: Mm. A little bit. I mean, the ones you hear about, right? Because now I think, like I said, these you don't have this this um class of elite quarterbacks ruling the NFL anymore, right? I mean, Tom Brady is still around and doing what Tom Brady does, which is insane. Um as a as a Colts fan and a Peyton Manning fan, I kind of wish hmm. he'd hurry up and fucking retire, but I can't argue with the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest the quarterback at this point. <laughs> you can't argue with it. I think he uh I think he's made his point, you know, moving to a different team and continuing to be dominant. Uh, maybe even more dominant.
0: You he's know, really I, unstoppable with the Bucks, and it's surprising when I hear they lose a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's insane, But I think, I think his performances with the Bucks have been like even better. I don't know. I, I think, I think he's got a better team around him. I think he's got a little bit more control over some of the play calling than he did in in New England under Belichick. But uh, yeah, I think obviously he's proved without a doubt, he's the the greatest quarterback that's played the game. Uh, But, yeah, I think now, but most quarterbacks, I mean, in comparison to to what the last 20 years have given us, a good quarterback is not going to be anywhere close to what those guys were, you know? I mean, you have Mac Jones, who is playing lights out in New England, but he's not doing anything close to what – manning and brady and rogers were doing in their heyday kind of thing um so i think we're i think the nfl as far as quarterbacks go i think the quarterback stuff's gonna kind of be a little dull for the next couple of years until we get another spike in that but it could be exciting you know i think um receivers are starting to make a little bit more waves you got some some veteran running backs like uh Derrick Henry, I mean, I saw I was, that's another oh. thing when I was in Nashville Drinker it's Bros, those guys Bobby tickets to a Nash to, to go see the Colts play the Titans in Nashville and dude, Derek Henry is that dude is a freight train like, Absolute, I don't know if, I don't know if a brick wall would stop that
0: dude Yeah, I know um, one thing I've been seeing you do a lot is talk about birds <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're not real Where, where, where does this come from?
1: birds aren't real
0: yeah i don't know um was it a deep dive was it a youtube video the birds aren't real so
1: um (laughs) how do i explain this without me looking like an insane person (laughs) it's fun you know it's one of those fun things um
0: oh it is yeah fun to see i didn't mean mean to put you on the spot like that i was was (laughs) trying to get you to go no no no
1: no um (laughs) I think there. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that really do think birds are not real, um, and I'm here for it. You know, I'll play along because it's fun. Uh, Have you
0: seen that group I added you to?
1: Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> birds aren't real group. Um, but yeah, I guess there's a, a bit of a conspiracy theory that the the U.S. government like killed all the birds and replaced them. With surveillance drones uh so
0: this it's, got it's one really popular too within the last couple of weeks with the cow house trial because they were yeah. like where
1: were the fuck were the drones yeah where are the drones um so yeah i mean it's, it's just one of those things <laughs> that uh, i've attached myself to because it's fun <laughs> and so far it's innocent enough uh you know maybe one day there's gonna be some weird ass like march on capital you know, the capital about like tell us the truth about the birds you know I, <laughs> at that point i might step away from it a little bit uh but until then i'm i'm in i'm in on this ship right like i'm birds aren't real you know yeah, every bird just... is flying around my house like i'll be outside playing with my kids and there'll be a bird flying around. like hey stop talking they're listening
0: I, I just remember one day i was sitting at work and i was on lunch and i was scrolling through instagram after rpr had ended and They had posted a screenshot of the chat, and it was just you. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. And then I started watching the like premieres as, when they would happen, and it'd just be you saying "birds not real" for every Birds show. Not real. I was like, oh fuck, I need to talk to him about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a fun one um, as far as like kind of like neckbeardish conspiracy theories go. It's the mean. That one's here. a good one. That's why I've kind of I've, I've i'm drawn to that one because it seems fairly harmless. You know, there's some out there. Like a lot of the Q stuff, I think gets a little, a little out of hand. Um, but yeah, the the birds aren't real. So until somebody can come to my doorstep and prove to me that a pigeon is actually a pigeon, I'm on board. It's a drone, it's a surveillance drone.
0: Yeah, no, I got my coworkers going on this one too because um we live in, an, or we work in an area with a lot of pigeons. Oh yeah. yeah. And there's been a dead one in our parking lot for about six months. And the wings haven't decomposed at all.
1: Yeah. Because animatronic, bud. Yeah. No, that's, I was- the, uh, that's the U S government teaming up with, uh, Disney animatronics to create surveillance drones. <laughs> so no, that's a fun one. So you're, you're based out of Albuquerque, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Well, would have been the future home of the Isotopes, but Homer Simpson. No,
0: we have uncovered that. That. Oh, really? Yeah, no. So we have a farm league team called the Isotopes, and at the stadium they have like these big old fake like characters of the Simpsons.
1: For real? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I love it even more now. I was gonna talk shit about you guys being featured as like the villains of a Simpsons episode, but (laughs) now you made it real. Yeah. Albuquerque might be one of the coolest towns on the planet. Yeah, no, well, What, was what happens in Albuquerque? Like, what's good in Albuquerque?
0: Um, New Mexican food, um, getting shot at, getting stabbed, getting your car stolen. You know, just a normal day.
1: Well, I mean, that's like Southside Chicago shit.
0: We actually you have saying- higher numbers.
1: Yeah, are you saying that Albuquerque is like the Southside Chicago of the Southwest?
0: Dude, it is still basically like cowboys out here. We have shootings weekly. We have like there's a road rage incident like once a week that you hear about on the news with someone pulling a gun or getting shot at.
1: Really, what causes that? Is it like um, is it like the Albuquerque local economy not doing well or?
0: Pretty much, it's always been like that. Plus, we just have the mentality of we're like ungovernable down here. It's like Florida, huh. dude.
1: All right, so Albuquerque man gonna one day surpass uh, Florida man
0: there's been a few
1: yeah bath salts any bath bath salts incidents
0: um i don't think it was bath salts but there's one don't really remember it too much but we have a lot of like high profile murder cases here in new mexico okay. like okay um right down the road from where i went to high school i don't know if you heard about it in like 2009 they've uncovered like 11 bodies buried in the desert of prostitutes
1: uh well that explains that unfortunately nobody cares about the sex workers
0: yeah no like if you look the next time you watch rpr you'll see next to jesse there's a thing that says like 11 bodies found in on mesa oh that's what happened that that was here when like when i was in high school we'd take the bus and we'd have to drive by there every day
1: yeah crazy damn so um so yeah like Got me
0: on here. So what uh what kind of inspired you to start this podcast? Um iconoblast, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then drink it bros. And then like I said, being you were on when I was on yours, that really inspired me to change my format and start doing audio because I had so much fun actually seeing people and having a conversation with someone instead of just doing a 30 minute show by myself.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I've thought about trying to do like a show where I just rant, but uh I guess I'm not a ranter. You know, I'm not a, a, a Tim Dillon or a Ross Patterson. You know, I don't have it in me to rant.
0: I don't get how Tim goes and goes and goes and goes.
1: I don't get it either. Um, to be perfectly honest, like I, I do find Tim funny, but I can't, I don't know, I can't get on board with the constant ranting it's a little much. I enjoy him much more like when he is with somebody. You know, like Tim Dillon Uh, and Joe Rogan are, yeah, oh, yeah, probably one of
0: the funniest duos ever. And then when they had Alex Jones in the mix on that one,
1: yeah, I will say, um, that Alex Jones Rogan episode with um Eddie Bravo, yeah, that one got a little bit much for me. Like, I I was enjoying it, and then at some point, I was just kind of like, was
0: that the interdimensional pedophile one?
1: Oh, it, that one it was all over the place because I don't know if, I don't know if Eddie Bravo like if that's a bit or that's just how he is you know but at some point I'm like this is too much man
0: like settle your little ass down
1: you know and yeah, no, relax he,
0: he gets going and then he got Alex Jones going and then they just get going together
1: it was it was the one that that created that meme where Alex Jones like you know Joe let me tell you I'm a little retarded you know, I'm kind of retarded, I'm kind of retarded, <laughs> but I guess, I mean, I've never, obviously I've, I've never met Alex Jones, Uh, but I've talked to Ross and stuff about him. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like it's a mix. I mean, he's a definitely, a, he, he's a, he's an eccentric person, but he, he upset a bit for the camera. Um, But the wild thing is a lot of the stuff. I mean, I won't condone the Sandy (laughs) Hook thing, you know. But outside of that, some of the stuff he says turns out to be kind of real. I think some people hang their hat a little bit too much on that, you know. Like, well, he said this; it's real. It's like, yeah, because he said a lot of really vague and open things. Sometimes that, yeah, of course, going to turn out to be it could be real or not be real. Like he's he's not pinpointing specific things. The frogs gay. Yeah, frogs, frogs are gay, check on, turn the frogs gay. Um, <laughs> But usually, I usually—I actually don't, I've never, I know, like, that's his big thing, like, they're turning the frogs gay, but I've never actually listened to his argument about how frogs are being turned gay.
0: So I guess it was something like, they're putting chemicals from, like, oil refineries or some shit in, back into the water, or, like, it was something like that. And, or plastics... And because of that, it was causing a genetic response that were making all the male frogs turn female.
1: Well, anybody who's ever watched Jurassic Park, by the way, knows that a frog can change genders when it needs to. So debunked Alex Jones. If you're watching, debunked. (laughs) So what are you drinking on tonight over there? Uh, I originally started with a little bit of um, some Japanese whiskey
0: that i bought uh it was on sale i don't know if you can see it oh my there you go oh i got recommended that one by one of my friends that i was used to be in a band with when i was asking for. yeah it's really good
1: um i picked it up because i was going to get some uh some stuff you know for football and stuff tomorrow but uh and i saw it was on sale my uh my brother's flying in from dc this week to, you know, for a couple weeks for Christmas, so and he really likes that stuff, so I got that. And then uh now I switched over to a Breckenridge Brewery Christmas Ale. Oh, nice! How's that one? Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I, it's really good. It's a little malty. You know, it's one of those ones, one, two, it's good. But after that, it's gonna be a little rich. And I actually don't. I've gotten to the point where I don't drink a lot of. I don't. I enjoy beer. I drink beer but I can't sit like all day and just drink beer all day anymore a little much you know a little heavy and uh even though I'm you know constantly struggling to gain weight I also get skinny fat as they call it it all just kind of hangs around my hips to where if I brush my teeth with my shirt off it looks pretty gross
0: you know? so yeah no when I I was doing straight beer and then I went out there with Coop and Joel and Switched over to alcohol after that because I found out it was much more efficient and didn't fuck with my stomach.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think um, Coop... So, the first time I spent any time with Coop was that Super Bowl weekend. And I think it was... It might have been... I don't know. It might have been Super Bowl Sunday. It might have been the Monday after. It's all kind of a blur. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, me and Coop hung out in, like what is now the Iconoblast set. At the time, it wasn't. It's kind of an extra room in the back. And uh, me and Coop, I think, drank almost an entire bottle of Fireball talking. (laughs) fuck, Which is wild. Like, man, Coop, like... and He can drink. Oh, he can. That dude, Coop and Joel both are some of, like, two of the coolest guys on the planet. You know, and again, I mean... uh, hats off to them. I'm just like, again, like just some random dude showing up to the studio for a couple days every day. And uh, yeah, I think we had like a four hour conversation just going back and forth. I think we started out with shot glasses doing shots of fireball. And then by the end of the night, like we were just back and forth with the bottle.
0: Um. So, yeah, no, when I went out there the first night, I wasn't even expecting to go to the studio the first night I was out there. I was just kind of relaxed. And then, I, like, I got there so, uh, much earlier than I anticipated. And I was like, fuck, I'm bored. So around, like, 2 o'clock, I went to the studio and texted Coop. And that's when yeah. me and Giorgio started eating edibles. And I had already been eating edibles since I would left Albuquerque that morning. So I was already fucked. Like, I was 200 milligrams deep Oof. <clears throat> by the time Coop got there. And keep in mind, this is when Tim Kennedy was doing the Tim Kennedy Returns from Afghanistan episode where it was just him and Ross. So I yeah. was not having a good time. It felt like I was in a really dark, like, cave. Yeah, that was a heavy one for sure. And then Coop walks in and he was just like a little knight in shining armor and like got me out of there and we started drinking yeah. ranch water. Yeah. And then, like, Come two- with me. Yeah. And then like two hours later, Joel-, Joel showed up and we started drinking um, like ranch water and like vodka mixed with topo chico because that's like the new obsession at the studio (laughs) oh yeah i don't know that one yeah no they're all big on topo chico over there now oh yeah like hmm. like a sparkling mineral
1: sparkling water yeah have
0: you tried their seltzers it's actually really good i'm
1: not no we just recently got uh ranch water in iowa and i i like it um my only thing is like it's four percent so i gotta up that up a little bit you know it's really yeah.
0: sweet too it gets you really fucking hung over
1: yeah i like the yeah, i go with the spicy ones if mm. i can get it you know but yeah it is definitely a little sweet uh but they're good yeah you know, no. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for the hard af to come out and yeah that's might be my first sponsor yeah i, hope. I don't know i keep reaching out to ross but i think <laughs> he's dead Yeah, no, I I think they're
0: just using his accounts at this point just to make it seem like he's still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, if Craig's watching this episode, he's gonna be really pissed that we're saying that.
0: But (laughs) I thought Craig Craig wanted Jesse, I thought Craig gets a little
1: defensive about people asking about Ross. I think because Craig killed Ross, but oh, it's a big conspiracy, it might be just kidding, Craig, love you, buddy. (laughs) But uh, But yeah, it's a uh, it's
0: a fun time in Austin for sure. Uh, I'll be back there for the Super Bowl again this yeah, year. Yeah, no, I'm gonna try to join you guys out there because my birthday is two days after the Super Bowl. So,
1: oh, is it? When's your birthday? February fifteenth. So, all right, cool. Mine's the ninth. So, kind of a uh, I uh, the same as last year's. It's gonna be this year. Like my wife and my parents and stuff. Like know how much I enjoy going down there. So, like for my birthday, kind of, Christmas slash birthday, they typically like. You know here's money for airfare and i think we're actually going to try to get uh there's a couple people that seem interested in coming down and i'll uh i'll talk about that with you offline but i think yeah. we might get like a cool airbnb or something
0: yeah no get, that, that okay. is talked about on your show a little bit i think
1: yeah yeah and i know like um especially i mean if you're there and i'm there i think there's a couple other people that do their own kind of podcast and stuff we might try to do a. Uh, you know some crossover stuff oh yeah that'll airbnb be fun and, yeah There's
0: some in-person interviews
1: yeah for sure and i yeah, think I uh, I'm, I'm working on some lines to maybe get some because everybody's moved all the all the drinking bros people have now moved kind of outside of austin so yeah. if we have an airbnb and austin maybe trying to get them to shoot some content um like the the dip cook off and stuff so yeah be no, that's be good that's time. Be i hope it. you
0: can make it yeah, no, I've already been talking to some people about, like, my bosses about getting it off. They already said for yeah. sure, so that's a big deal, that one. Yeah, I haven't talked to my bosses yet. But whatever. I didn't really talk to them. I was just more like, I'm going to Austin in February for the Super Bowl on my birthday, so be prepared for me not to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be real. Super Bowl Monday should be a national holiday.
0: It really should. That and Election Day. Just...
1: Election, yeah, maybe. I like well, I to drink know.
0: on election day. You don't?
1: Do you? <laughs> um, I'm I've long given up on politics to be honest. I mean that's I why I own. drink on election day. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I was definitely drunk when I voted <laughs> this last election. Um and I walked in and uh <laughs> I, I you know I voted, whatever, and they gave me the I voted sticker. And I was like, oh, I need two. And you're like, wow. I was like, oh, I was actually, I came in over my lunch break and voted earlier. And I so I don't think it counts. Does it? Like, uh, I was like really giving this. old. Uh, in reality, I was, like I said, I was a little buzzed and I was probably giving this old lady a little harder time of being kind of more of a dickhead than I should have been. But at that point, I was so done with all of it and I'm done with it now. But... um I was like, I don't think it counts if I don't get a sticker. And I don't think my vote counts either if I don't post it on social media. And she's like, you you voted earlier? I was like, no. Like, no, I did not.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I'll leave now. I don't need my sticker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, I warned all politicians are cunts to go vote no on a stadium that they wanted to put here.
1: Oh, yeah? A stadium for
0: what? Uh, our soccer team that sucks. We have like a. The Isotopes? No, it's called Albuquerque United. It's kind of like Austin FC, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, so it's a pro team? Semi pro. Like they pull a lot of our team to the pros. So it's kind of like Farm League. Okay. Yeah, we pretty much get Farm League everything here. So.
1: Yeah, well, I live in Des Moines, which apparently is like the major leagues of the minor leagues. There's t-shirts all over the place to say that because we have uh we have the Cubs farm team. We have the Minnesota wild hockey teams minor league team. Shit. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves minor league basketball team as well. And I think um, they just here, they just signed to, to build a huge stadium for a, uh, like a minor league soccer team. So soccer and rugby, actually, I think there should be like a minor league rugby team here. I don't know, but I don't know. It's growing. It's cool. It's a cool spot, but
0: yeah. You want to wrap this bitch up? Sure. All right. So tell the people where to find you.
1: Uh, so yeah. Uh, Noonar Nation podcast, um, Instagram at Noon Podcast, uh, where I go live every Thursday night uh, around 8 p.m. Central on YouTube, and as Noon Nation Podcast as well. And then also Noon Nation Podcast, everywhere you download your uh, audio podcast. So Instagram, or God damn it, iTunes. <laughs> Japanese whiskey is hitting me hard now. I just realized that, but uh, yeah,
0: no, I, I'm drinking blue. I was drinking blue Corso mixed with a bunch of other shit, so I couldn't taste it.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I picked up a bottle of Deep Eddies the other day and thought oh. of you. So yeah, my favorite. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so audio, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, all those places. Uh, definitely go, give us a like, a follow, uh, listen to us. And uh, it all helps out, man. And obviously, uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, yeah. No, thanks for being on. And as always, you guys know where to find me. Uh, Wake and Jig podcast on Instagram at the desert hippie underscores my personal account. Um, yeah, like Bill said, go leave reviews for us. Um, it always helps us. Um, I, I know you guys don't really know a lot about podcasts, but those reviews really do help us. Yeah, yeah
1: anything. Um, it's a bit it seems a bit strange because. Uh, like iTunes is what sense like kind of sets the benchmark for a lot of stuff in the podcast industry. Um, even though it's only available if you own an Apple product, but yeah, yeah so definitely like if you can get if you have any kind of access to iTunes um, for any podcast, I mean, let alone Jake yours or mine, anyone you listen to, the the ratings and the reviews are kind of what set the standard as far as um, gaining sponsorship and being monetized and growing in the podcast industry. So definitely go do that if you can.
0: Yeah. So as always, you guys stay lit. Love you. Have a good night.